Don't you just love that song? Unshackled, free from sin. Freedom is something that every soul longs for from the moment they become self-aware and have understanding. We all want to embrace the position of it and seek after its true meaning. Even the sound of the word is attractive, isn't it? Listen, freedom. Maybe it's because that word free is in the beginning there. I don't know. Freedom. Men have sought after it because they desire to possess it for themselves. Families have spent fortunes trying to possess it and keep it. Nations will rise up to go to war and defend it. But my concern is today is do we really understand what true freedom is? That's the question that we have set before us today. What is true freedom and how do we possess it? How do we embrace it for ourselves that we might be able to enjoy it and that we might be able to experience it on a daily basis? I was working in my garage, as I often do, with my, my man stuff. And uh, I, I heard this buzzing that kept coming from what seemed to be the window area in my garage. Uh, after a while, I got curious, so I went over to look at what it was and uh, there were several flies there that had gotten caught between the screen and the window pane, and they were just flying around like crazy, you know, bouncing off of the window, bouncing off the screen, going back to the window. You see, they were trying to get free. They were trying to escape. They saw the great outdoors. They, they saw that it seemed like they could be free, but for some reason they couldn't get free, and so they were enslaved. They were trapped there between the screen and, and the windowsill and, and the window pane, and I began to feel kind of sorry for them. You know, because you, you just watch them flying around like crazy, and they just couldn't get out. They couldn't get free. So I, I felt pity for them and went over, and I began to just open the window just a little bit so that they could fly away. And as it would happen, some did. They right away flew out without any hesitation whatsoever. Others kind of hesitated, and they stayed there within that confined area for a while, and eventually they made it out as well. But there was this one fly. It just didn't seem like he cared. In fact, the harder that I tried to shoo him out to freedom, the more he seemed to resist. So eventually he came and he, he lit on the screen, and I thought to myself, well, you know, I'm just going to give him a little hand. So I went over and I flicked the screen, thinking that he would fly away, but instead, he dropped to the bottom of the windowsill. His little legs were just hanging up there, being very still. And I thought, oh my gosh, I, I've killed this poor thing. <laughs> Instead of letting him get free, now I've ended his life. But uh, as it would happen, he, he began to, a few seconds later, move around, get up, and, and begin to fly once again. And this time, he eventually did make it off to freedom. You know, there's many people who are just like that, that fly. They see freedom. They long for freedom. They want to experience freedom. But for some reason, they're trapped and they can't get out. Many of us are in that same position even today. We're in bondage. But my friends, I want to share with you today as we look at the Scriptures exactly this fact that Jesus has provided everything we need for life and godliness. He has brought to us a position of being unshackled from sin as we repent, as we turn to Him in faith. Today, I would like for us to look at Galatians chapter 5, if you will, as we would look at this in our time of worship today. 
We're going to look at the whole chapter and take portions of the Scripture and the points that are there. But for us, I would like to just read verse 1 as we begin our worship time together here in the Word of God. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Father, I pray that this Word would speak to the hearts of men and women. It allow us to truly see that you have opened the door of opportunity and that you've brought freedom for all men that will turn to you and, and know you through faith. Lord Jesus, we pray that your Spirit would move among us today and give us wisdom and understanding as we ask it in Christ's name. Amen. Now, I'm sure that there's some of you out here today who are listening to this message about freedom and slavery, and you're probably thinking, well, you know, I've never been a slave to anything or anyone. I've lived free all of my life, and, and I do what I want when I want and how I want, and I am a free person. But may I share with you today that there is shackles. There is a bondage. There is those individuals who are still caught up in the bondage of sin. Many like that fly see the freedom. They want to go after it, but they're trapped. They're trapped, but Christ sets us free from the power of sin. Amen? Christ sets us free from the power of sin. And that's what we just read here in verse 1. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. You see, God wants us to live lives that are dependent upon Him, not independent of Him. But He wants us to go forward experiencing it in a way that is right and good and holy. So oftentimes, many of us are seeking for that independence and that greater freedom through working harder and seeking to gain more possessions. We think perhaps if we have more, if we do more, then I can put aside some funds and I can build a greater kingdom for myself and then I can truly be free. But that freedom will never satisfy. That freedom will never allow us to truly see the shackles gone. There are those who understand that they're in bondage and want to be free, but in that time that they're working for it, they really are getting stronger ties around them holding them back from experiencing exactly what Christ wants them to experience. Because you see, our freedom is not a physical thing. It's not a financial thing. It is a spiritual thing. And in this freedom, God desires to bless us beyond all measure. But the one thing that we must understand is that we're all born in sin and we have the shackles around us. Paul writes in Romans 5, 12 and says, Through one man, through Adam... Through one man, sin entered the world and death through sin. And so death spread to all men because all have sinned. You may look back at your life and you may think to yourself, you know, I've always tried to live a good life. I've been taught by good parents and I've sought to do well. I haven't robbed any banks. I haven't killed anybody. I haven't tried to falsify any documents with the IRS. I'm a good person. But you see, it's not about that goodness that makes us right before God. We we don't need goodness today. We need righteousness. It is that righteousness that sets us free. It is that righteousness that puts us in that right standing before God and allows the shackles to fall off. Jesus, speaking to His disciples in John chapter 8, in verse 34 and verse 36, says, Truly, truly, I say to you, 
Everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. And if, and if the Son sets you free, you shall be free indeed. Isn't that great news today? That we can be free indeed through Jesus Christ. That no longer do we have to be bound up by the sin that so entangles us, nor the temptations that seem to bother us and bring us into that downward spiral. This is true freedom when we have freedom from sin. And God, through Christ, seeks to bring that to us. Paul understood the struggle that's there. Paul writes in Romans chapter 7 and says, Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the body of this death? And he goes on to give us the answer. Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. There is the answer for every man that wants to experience the freedom from sin and the power of sin that is over us. The Bible is very clear. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Paul goes on to say in Romans 3, verse 10, There is none righteous, not even one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks for God. All have turned away. Oh, my friends, today, if we would only just look to Christ as our Savior and Lord, know that His shed blood on the cross was shed, that we might understand the true freedom that every man needs to experience. Freedom from sin. But it's not just freedom from sin that God desires to give to us. He wants to also give us freedom to serve. Look at verse 13 with me. For you were called to freedom, brethren. Only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. In other words, through grace, God sets us free. Jesus is the embodiment of that grace. And it was the way that he demonstrated his love towards you and I to help us understand that the window or the door to salvation was open. God provides for us a way to escape that we might be able to serve Him out of that same love in which we have received as we repent from our sin and turn to faith in Him and be able to serve others likewise in that same love that we have received from Christ. I had the pleasure this past week of being able to spend some time with our Lieutenant Governor, Glenn McConnell. He's unveiling a new agency called Sustaining Our Seniors, or SOS, and it's there purely for the, the helping of senior adults. The senior adult of population is staggeringly getting increasingly more and more numbers. And the needs are also increasing day by day. This agency is seeking to help meet the needs of our senior adults across the state. As him and I were, were sharing our common faith in Jesus Christ, he began to tell me while he was in college, he learned about the true nature or the true meaning of freedom. And he said, I learned that, that the true nature of freedom also comes with the word responsibility. You see, so often many think that true freedom means no responsibility or perhaps even very little responsibility. But in actuality, freedom means more responsibility. It means that we should show with appreciation the freedom that we have been given by going to service with the one who has freed us. Jesus plainly put this before his disciples in John chapter 13, verse 34, when he said to them, A new commandment I give to you that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you love one another. He sets us before us to know that there is more responsibility when we are set free. And he says onward in that same chapter in verse 35, by this, and I want you to listen, by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. Do you hear what he's saying? He's saying that when you and I give of ourselves, 
through that freedom that we are gaining in Jesus Christ to serve God and to serve others through love, he's saying by this we are demonstrating to the world that we are children of God. You're not going to find that kind of service anywhere else. You're not going to find that kind of dedication anywhere else. But the very character and the very nature of God shows forth strongest in my life and in your life when we're serving God and serving one another through love. You see, God's freedom is purposeful, it's wise, and it's truly liberating. It's not something that that shackles us down more, but it liberates us to be able to truly walk in freedom. Freedom from the sin that holds us back that we might serve a living God. The Christian life is one that can be lived with open generosity rather than grasping selfishness. The Christian life is one that can be lived dedicated to God's will rather than seeking to drift along in one's own whims of service. The Christian life is reconciliation to God and others rather than living divided lives and divisive relationships. The Christian life is one that cares about others rather than being self-centered. The Christian life is one that transforms our lives rather than you and I being conformed to the world. It's a life of freedom. It's a life of joy. It's a life of expectation that great things will happen because Christ has truly set us free. That we might freely serve through love the one who has given us that freedom and to the others in whom he loves dearly. Jesus, in seeking to reconcile Peter, you might recall Peter when the Lord Jesus was arrested. And the time between his arrest and the time between his crucifixion, Peter had denied his Lord three times. Three times he had said, no, I don't know that man. I I don't have anything to do with that man. You can just imagine what it must have done to his soul, what it must have done to his spirit when Jesus died and he had denied him during that time period. But after the resurrection, Jesus came to Peter and he said, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me more than these, Peter? Peter said, oh, yes, Lord, you know I love you more than these. He said, Peter, tend my lambs. And then a second time, the Lord asked him again, Peter, do you love me? Oh, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Peter, shepherd the sheep. And then the third time, the Lord asked Peter again, yet, Peter, do you love me? Peter's heart was grieved because the Lord had asked him a third time, do you love me? And Peter said again, Lord, you know all things. You know I love you. And the Lord said back to him, Peter, shepherd the flock. You see, each time that the Lord asked Peter, did he love him? And every time that Peter responded with, yes, Lord, you know I love you. The Lord came back to him with a command of service. Peter, if you love me, tend the lambs. Peter, if you really love me, I want you to shepherd the sheep. Peter, if you, if you really love me, then go out and, and tend my sheep and take care of them and serve them and minister to them and, and demonstrate the same love to them that I have demonstrated to you. You see, God has not just set us free from the power of sin and the temptations that come our way that we can live victorious lives. He's also freed us up that we might be able to serve Him with full effect. That we might glorify Him through serving of others. In Christ, we find true freedom. Our greatest enemy, the greatest enemy that man has ever known is sin. 
It shackles us. It puts chains on us. It keeps us back from truly understanding the freedom that God has created us to possess. Freedom to move and walk and fellowship with Him. Freedom to enjoy what really is life, eternal life, Jesus Christ our Lord. This is a life that every man truly desires. They just don't know how to get there. Perhaps they see a falsified freedom through the world's lens, but when we look through the lens of Christ, we can begin to understand the true freedom that God desires to give to us all. A freedom that sets us free from the bondage in which we have been born into, but a freedom also to live for the glory of God and the building up of His kingdom. A freedom that truly should be honoring unto God and glorifying to man. A life that is something which we can enjoy and appreciate because there's true freedom there. But not only have we been set free from sin, not only have we been free to serve, but also we've been given the privilege to walk in the power of God's Spirit and experience this life on a daily basis. Look at verse 16 with me. Paul writes and says in verse 16, But I say to you, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. You see, being free means living free. There's a whole world of difference between being free and living free. We must understand that that just because we have freedom doesn't give us the right to walk away from it and not live it. God sets us free that we might be free indeed and understand that the presence and power of sin over us is no longer there, but the indwelling of God's Spirit is, and He gives us the ability. He gives us the wisdom. He gives us the strength to walk and live and experience that Christian life on a daily basis. What a privilege we have to be set free from the guilt and the punishment of sin and to be released by the power of God that we might be able to serve Him and to walk with Him in fellowship each and every day. This world, listen, this world is not our friends, folks. This world is is not our friends. It doesn't really want to do us good. This flesh doesn't really want to help us live better and stronger lives. It has its lust and it it has its desire for sinfulness. And so we oftentimes give of ourselves to be conformed to the world and listen to the flesh. And then we wonder why there's so many problems going on in our lives, in in the lives of our families. Christ sets us free that we might might walk daily in fellowship with His eternal love and that eternal life and experience true freedom. Look with me at the contrast, if you will, in verse 19 that Paul gives us here in this chapter. Now, the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality and impurity, sensuality and idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strifes, jealousies, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, And things like these of which I forewarned you, just as I forewarned you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. For those that belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit... Let us also walk by the Spirit. Now, there's nothing complicated about this here, is there? He gives us a great contrast between the life of living in the flesh or living a self-centered life, a, a life that is alienated from God, a life that doesn't know the fellowship of God and the freedom that God gives to us. He contrasts here that lifestyle which 
incorporates every area of life. He, he lists all the sinful behaviors, all the sinful attitudes for us. They are sensual sins that are listed here. And oh, how our world is so filled with sensuality today. Seems that the world can't get enough of it. Religious sins are listed here as well. Oh, we want to be a religious people. But you see, Christianity is not about religion. It's about a relationship. It's about turning away from self and embracing a holy God who died on the cross that our sins might be forgiven, that we might understand what real freedom is. There are social sins as well, and they're abounding today all around us. And he also lists personal sins here as well. You see, we, we don't have a problem identifying sin. We have a, a problem giving into it. But Christ has set us free. The power of His Spirit living within us gives us the ability to say no to those temptations and yes to obedience. And so Paul goes on here to write and give us the contrast between the life that is lived in the flesh and the life that is lived in the Spirit. And he says, but the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the one who gives of themselves to allow the Spirit of God to live in them and through them is love and joy and peace and patience and goodness and kindness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. These are all the qualities and the very character of God's nature Himself. We're told today that if we give of ourselves to Jesus Christ, not only will we be able to be free from the burden of sin, but we'll be able to be free to serve in a way that can glorify God and do good to others. But we ourselves personally get a benefit of being able to walk with God on a daily basis. This is one of the greatest gifts that mankind could ever receive. God within us through His Spirit. To give us the wisdom, to give us the understanding, to give us the strength. When temptations come that we can say, no, I'm not following that. Lord, help me, please. And He will. Did you hear the warning also that Paul gives us here? It was a warning to those who practice those deeds of the flesh. He says they are slaves to sin and they will reap the wages of sin, which is death. Eternal damnation, forever separated from God. They will, he says, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. What a strong warning that is for us today to recognize that when sin abounds, that, that it also is demonstrating that men and women have still allowed themselves to be burdened and shackled and in bondage to the sin that so easily besets them. But it is through Jesus Christ, my friends, that you and I can find the chains will fall off and we can be set free. Why would we ever want to fall back into the desires of the flesh? Why would we ever want to walk in the ways of the world when God says you can truly be free? So that is the ultimate gain that we can have in life. Freedom. True freedom. Not being able just to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it because I've got a large bank account or I've piled up for myself treasures here on, on the earth. But because we have looked to heaven and we've seen that God has loved us with eternal love. That God demonstrated that love through His Son, Jesus Christ, on the cross of Calvary. That you and I might have our sins forgiven. That we might know what it truly means to live free in the world in which we are living in today. The Christian life is a truly free life. Now, that doesn't mean it's not an effortless life because it must take effort. It must take a willingness to yield of ourselves to Him and be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Ephesians 5.18, Paul very clearly gives us the command, Be ye filled with the Spirit. That's the way you and I are to walk every day. That's the way you and I are to live every day of our life. Starting our days off by saying, Lord, my life is yours. Fill me with your presence. Give me your power. Help me to understand how I might glorify you today and serve you with greater effectiveness. Some of you here today are still like that fly. You're caught between one world and another. You perhaps have seen freedom and you you long for it. You, You want to taste it and experience. But somehow you just can't get free. My friends, Jesus has opened that window for you. The Lord says, all who are coming to me will find rest for their souls. All who will repent of their sin and receive my gift in faith will know eternal life. Do you know that for your life today? Have you experienced the true freedom that is found in Jesus Christ alone? Do you walk in fellowship with Him every day and know the the joys and the wonder of that deep abiding relationship with Jesus Christ? There and there alone is true freedom. There and there alone can we receive freedom. And today, God opens that window for you. He opens it for me and for all will come to Him in faith. Where are you at today? Have you been experiencing true freedom on a daily basis? Do you know the power of God's Spirit and the promises of His Word that you might live them, that you might walk in them, that you might claim them for your own so that you can experience true freedom? I know there was a time in my life where I had to really struggle. I wondered why I could not get over certain sinful habits. The Lord spoke very clearly to my heart in those early days of my Christianity. And he said, Dennis, it's because you're not trusting me. You're trying to do it in your own strength. You're trying to do it in your own ability. And you'll never be able to accomplish it. Walk with me in faith. Take my promises and embrace them. And claim them every time you're tempted. I will give you a way of escape. I will give you that freedom that you so long for. And you know what? God has been faithful to me every time I look to Him. And He will also be faithful to you. Do you know that freedom today? Do you know the joy of walking in pure fellowship and true freedom? Only Christ offers it to you. Let us pray. Father, we thank You today for the joy of the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. We thank You that in Him we truly live. We live by the Spirit. So I pray that You would help us to walk by the Spirit. Father, I know there's some here today who's been struggling for a long, long time, like those flies, just trying to get free. It just seems like they can't make it. Lord, I pray that You would help them to see that the door is open today. The window has been opened wide for them to, to be able to experience true freedom through Your love. May it be if there's one here today, they would hear the call upon your spirit, upon their life to move out, to trust you, to embrace this wonderful gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And Father, for our senior adults today, I pray that they would daily understand what it means, even though their bodies and other things may interfere with their daily routine. May they understand the the freedom that they can experience no matter what their circumstances and be filled with your joy. Bless us, I pray, through this word today. 
Strengthen us for your glory that we may serve you with love and we demonstrate that love to others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to have an invitation here now as we conclude our service today. If you're here with us today and you've never trusted Jesus Christ, your Savior, you've never really understood that door being opened because of His shed blood for the forgiveness of your sins and really understanding freedom from the sin that so easily besets you, I want you to seriously consider taking that opportunity now to come. Perhaps you've been walking with the knowledge that you are free, but you've never experienced it. My friends, today is the day to let Christ have full reign in your life. Today, come down and just bow your knee and say, Lord, I'm totally yours. I know that you're mine, but I'm totally yours today. Will that be the attitude of your heart? I pray that it will. As we sing together and as we look at this invitation, you come, pastor will greet you down here. Other ministers will be here in the front. But know that God's Spirit is here to lead you and guide you all the way to know what that true freedom really is. You come. We'll greet you as you do. Thank you.